Welcome back to episode 66 of Sporting Max. This episode is brought to you by The Missing Link, connecting you and your business with the biggest stars in the world through events and experiences. Please welcome number 66, Hawthorne Hawks security guard, Australian under-19s team manager and Victorian under-18s Metro team manager for basketball. He's worked with guys like Ben Simmons, Dante Exum and Josh Giddy. Mark Sainsbury. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Sporting Max. Where today we are joined by former Hawthorne uh, Hawk security guard. He's a team manager of the Australian men's under-17s team, the, the Crocs, and then the Australian men's under-19s team, the Emus. And he's been through and met um, some of the greatest Australian basketballers and up-and-coming basketballers, Dante Exum, uh, Ben Simmons, Josh Gideon, now Premiership AFL superstar, Christian Petraka. It's Mark Sainsbury. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Um, it's an absolute honour um, and a pleasure and a p- privilege to have you on. How you going at the moment? Mate, I'm great, Max. Thanks very much for having me. Um, it's Yeah, I'm a, a little bit surprised uh, you want to talk to someone who's uh, not a celebrity per se, like uh, some of the other other people you've had on. But um, yeah, I, I guess my my story is pretty unique in some way. So and, yeah. you know, I've just been a uh, hoops junkie. Yeah. All my life. <laughs> so um, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to have a chat to you and tell you tell you what I've done. Uh, I love to get into like all the different kind of angles of sports and things like that. So I think we had. Um, LA Lakers security guard John Stern on 20 episodes ago now. I think that might have been. But um, I like to get all different perspectives on sport and how people view um, their sports and in particular basketball. So um, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to start off with sort of your childhood and what growing up was like for you. Ah, Look, I I grew up in a suburb of Ashburton and... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I went to Solway Primary School and then uh, later on went to Swinburne Technical School in, in Hawthorne. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was like a lot of kids, um, sports mad. Um, yeah. My, I think I got that from a father's side. He was a pretty good footballer and cricketer mm-hmm. um, when he grew up in Ballarat. So um, I played junior footy at uh, Ashburton Methodist Junior Footy Club and then cricket at all Saints, East Melbourne, and and I loved um, loved both both of those sports. Um, and then I was introduced to basketball. I think it was about twelve um, mm-hmm. by a family friend, and that footy and cricket sort of fell by the wayside a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> it, it was basketball just uh, consumed me. I, I guess that was. Mm-hmm. I, I watched um, my friend play in the old. Um, bank competition on a Wednesday night at the old Albert Park Stadium, and yep. um, I think being close to the action was was what what I really enjoyed. And, and as things progressed, uh, I think it was a night where they were short on numbers, and I they ended up whacking me on the court. And um, mm-hmm. I think I was only twelve, and you know it was pretty daunting playing against um, grown, yeah. up, grown ups, and you know much stronger. And but. I really enjoyed it and it sort of made me mm-hmm. want to work harder on my game. So yeah, um, that, that's where it, it sort of started for me. And then um, I got into rep basketball. I played at uh, Preston Devils and then Melbourne Tigers. And mm-hmm. um, I was lucky enough to get selected in a um, 
a, a Victorian under 18 schools team and we toured wow. America, uh, America back in 1978-79. So that was, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that was just an unbelievable experience. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been back to America a number of times now on tours. So yeah. I think the first tour that I went on really um, made my mind up that I wanted to get back to the States. And uh, yeah. you know, luckily, luckily I've been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, and then once once I finished junior basketball, I, I actually joined the Victoria Police Force and I played mm-hmm. played in the Australasian um, Police Championships. But it was a bit, wow. bit tough. I found a bit tough uh, work wise and the, the demands yeah. of work to um, play a lot of basketball. But yeah, you know, I, I still enjoyed my time in the um, playing in the Police Championships, and there was cert- certainly some good uh, players there, some former NBL. Uh, and state players that played in yeah. those championships. Yeah, so after that, um, I, yeah, after I finished playing, I obviously um, retired after I snapped my Achilles. Um, oh, ouch. Yeah, which wasn't the best. But anyway, there's a lot of people that have done that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I decided to sort of give back to basketball a little bit because it, it had really given me so much. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I got into to coaching and uh, I started coaching um, under 10 girls team down at Sandringham Stadium yeah. and um, coached a number of years domestic and then eventually I got back into uh, the rep scene and, and went up to the Waverley Falcons and coached for eight years, I think it was, on the on the, um, the girls program up there. So And mm-hmm. that was great. Um, managed to win a couple of back-to-back uh, VJBL championships, which, were, yeah. which was really special. Um, yeah, so, and then um, and it was at Waverley where I got asked to become the team manager for the state champ women's team. Wow, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I jumped at that. It was, um, again, it was just something else to do in basketball. Um, mm-hmm. uh, had some great teams there. Um, unfortunately, didn't win a championship there. We managed to play in three consecutive grand final series against mm-hmm. uh, Broadmeadows Broncos, but it was the Broncos that uh, took the chocolates on each occasion. Um, so I think I, I think I was TM there for about six years, and then I moved mm-hmm. over to uh, McKinnon Cougars, and I did uh, another five years there with their state champ women's team. Yeah, uh, which was which was really good, and, and I guess as a result of that, that got me into the, um, the TM uh, for the you know the high performance program. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it was back in 2011. Alan McCourtray was the mm-hmm. um, head coach of the Vic Metro under 18 men's mm-hmm. team, and he rang me and and asked me would I be interested in. Um, helping him with the campaign, the 2011 campaign down in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was an unbelievable experience. And um, uh, so that year, Dante Exum was a yeah. bottom, age, bottom age player. So it was, it was funny because I didn't really know um, many of the, um, the under 18 boys yeah. because I'd been working with the, uh, on the girls program. So, mm. I, I just always remember the coaching staff saying, yeah, Dante Exum, you know, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He should make the team, you know. And I thought, oh, I'm, I was looking forward to watching him train because uh, yeah. they're pumping him up so much. So, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so he, Dante was a bottom agent. We went to Tasmania and unfortunately we lost to New South Wales Metro by three mm-hmm. uh, points. But um, oh, look, personally, it was I just found that uh, you, you know so rewarding being mm-hmm. able to help help the athletes athletes there. And then uh, the following year, 2012, we went over to Perth, um, mm-hmm. and obviously Dante was a top age player there, but. Um, also in that team was Ben Simmons, uh, yeah. bottom major. So, um, and it's um, a lot of people say that the the standard of um, you know the athletes at those championships was was unbelievable and yeah. probably the best ever at, at any wow. championships. Um, so yeah, it was good. Like Ben himself was as a bottom major. He never, I don't think he started any games, um, mm-hmm. but he certainly. Certainly had an impact when he came on the court, and um, yeah, most games he was having twenty points and fifteen rebounds. <laughs> uh, but again, um, we 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 couldn't get the job done, and and we lost by one point uh, in the gold medal game again to New South Wales Metro. So uh, it, it's sort of interesting in Dante's two years at under eighteen level, uh, never managed to to win a gold medal. So yeah, um, and. Uh, I've been so I've been with the Vic Metro team since 2011 now. So um, you know, there's been some been some great great players. Um, obviously, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he he was 2019 in Townsville. Um, mm-hmm. Was probably I think the best game I've ever seen a Vic Metro player play. Wow. Uh, in the gold medal game, we were 17 points down. At halftime against South Australia Metro, mm-hmm. um, and Josh had had a pretty good first half, but we we just weren't getting the job done. But after the the main break, uh, was Josh just went next level and uh, I think <laughs> dropped, dropped thirty seven points or something, and oh. uh, we, we we got up and, and won by about seven or eight. So that that was mm-hmm. a really really pleasing pleasing win. And as you said before, we've had some. I think the last count was about seventeen. Of the athletes have cross coded and gone over to, to AFL. So yeah, um, yeah. The first, I think, the first who's really made it big time was, uh, as you said, Christian Petrarca. So it was, it was 2012. But you know, there's been mm-hmm. some, um, there's still some kids playing. Tommy Wilson at Collingwood. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, uh, Joel Smith at Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mickey Luxford played at Geelong. So now there's, there's there's been quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and good luck to them. They've done well. So yeah, so the Vic Metro um, side of it is is something that just I I absolutely love. Uh, mm-hmm. As I said, it's nothing better than you know helping these kids. Um, and, and it's there's a bit of pressure on them at, at the yeah. national level. And you know, I, I certainly try to make um, make it you know, as calm as possible away from the court and have a yeah. joke with them. And But, uh, yeah, look, as, as 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 long as Basketball Victoria want me to keep doing it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to, to stick my hand up to do it. So what was that like to get to know, you know, Ben Simmons, Dante Exum and uh, Christian Petrarca and, like you mentioned, Josh Gee before, and get to know those four guys over the time that, um, you know, they were all um, at Vic Metro in their years? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I guess it's pretty surreal to to think that, like in my time, there's now been three boys that have uh, gone in the top ten in the NBA yeah. draft. Um, um, look, they were 
they were all great kids, as as all of them have been. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, one thing that I find really special now is, you know, if I walk into a stadium and and I see one of the one of the athletes that I've been involved with at, at the championships, and they, you know, they come over and uh, yeah. we have a chat, and um, you know, the, the big smile on their face says to me mm-hmm. that they've, you know, that I've, I've hopefully um, played made a part an impact. In, yeah, in, yeah. So. So, and of course, I love getting a selfie with the boys. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so that, look, those 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 boys were really really good. Um, um, so it, look, it's it's it is pretty surreal to think that you know Joshua was going around at under eighteen Australian Championships in twenty nineteen, yeah. <laughs> and then um, two years later was in the NBA. Well, today, yeah, like he's yeah. I think he dropped eighteen and. 10 yeah, he dropped. He dropped. It was like 19, 18, and 10, and then the other day yeah. he had like 18 and 8 and 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's um, he's he's certainly you know he's well on well on the path to a successful career, and good luck to him. That's really mm-hmm. good. So as an 18 year old, um, who do you think out of those three guys, um, Ben Simmons, Dante Exum, and Josh Giddy, uh, looks uh, I guess like the more promising talent if you got those guys together in the same year and put them in the same team? Uh, well, I think I think Dante was exceptional, uh, yeah. unbelievably talented. Um, uh, and the both years that he played, he, he was by far the best uh, mm-hmm. player at, at that age group um, across mm-hmm. the board. He, he was very good. Um, yeah. Uh, so Ben only, saw, only had was with him for the one year um, when he was the mm-hmm. bottom major. Um, Josh, Josh actually in his bottom age year, he didn't get selected in the um, the team in 2018. He was an emergency, but yeah, um, 2019 in Townsville, he he was he was very good. Um, in fact, he was in my time. He's he he um, recorded a triple double up there, and that's mm-hmm. the, the only only big metro athlete in my time that's that's done that. But mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, look, I I think Dante was was yeah. really really special, um, and unfortunately, you know, he's had some injuries. Yeah, uh, a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty shame. But um, but he's uh, got the bronze for the Brewers. Absolutely, we love that. <laughs> yeah, everyone stayed up to watch that. No worries. Yeah, um, you mentioned earlier um, your time at McKinnon um, as an operations manager. Um, how did that opportunity arise for you? Um, actually, well. Well, I, at the time, I was doing the team manager role for the state championship women's team. So, mm-hmm. um, and a position opened up um, in the office. So, mm-hmm. I spoke to Alison Cody, who was the general manager at the time, and um, decided to uh, put my hand up. And so, I applied and, uh, and successfully got the job. So, which was good. So, I, I think I spent about five years in the office there, and yeah, um, <laughs> I just. Did lots of things, you know, um, set up stadiums. Just, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it was really good fun. Um, and then, you know, I had a I played a part in the McKinnon was um, used to send teams over to the states on on mm-hmm. basketball tours. So um, I played a pretty big role in in writing the itinerary for that. And mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to maximise the overall experience for, for those kids, you know, when, when we got over to America. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun at McKinnon, but um, look, yeah. I, I moved on. I, I, 
my background, um, I was in the police, as I said before, in the police force for 10 years. And then, you know, I went out into the corporate world. So I, I've been, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a licensed investigator now. So mm-hmm. um, after I finished at McKinnon, I, I, I went back to my uh, real trade, I guess, mm-hmm. so, uh, which is what I'm doing now. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to get into your sort of um, time as an investigator or copper. Um, can you elaborate on the courses or things you had to undergo on the process it takes um, to become a part of the Victoria Police Force? Yeah, so when I started, uh, so I finished fifth form at Swinburne Tech, um, or what's that, year 11? Um, yeah. And, and then I went straight into what was known as the uh, police cadets, and mm-hmm. it's no longer in, in place now, but uh, basically 16- and 17-year-olds joined the Police Cadet Academy, which was at the times in Spencer Street, the Savoy mm-hmm. Hotel. Um, and we basically did a, a two-year uh, pre-Police Academy course. Um, yeah. And then then when I finished in the cadets, I uh, went out to the um, Police Academy in Glen Waverley and did six months training there um, mm-hmm. and then graduated and, and, and hit the streets. Uh, so it was great fun. Um, uh, had a, had a lot, of, lot of enjoyment in the police force, uh, lots of great uh, people. Um, mm. um, but yeah, yeah, and then and then I um, and then I got out, I got offered a, a, a an investigator role, so that's mm-hmm. when I went in the corporate world, which which has been which has really been fun too. What's the best part or your favourite part? Um, of, uh, like you mentioned, being an investigator role. Um, well, I'm sort of like. What I've tended to do is a lot of risk assessments and crime prevention advice. So I, mm-hmm. um, after the police force, I, I, I went back, um, did some further study. So yeah. um, I did a criminology degree and and, um, and I, I sort of majored in crime prevention. So mm-hmm. um, part of my, or the majority of my investi- investigation work is, is uh, dealing with corporate companies and providing crime prevention measures for internal or external theft. Yeah. So it's probably not like I'm not a private eye per se. I don't I don't mm-hmm. go around sneaking around and <laughs> making photos of people, but it's it's more the corporate side that, mm-hmm. uh, that I deal with. Yeah. Uh, since May 2017, uh, you've been the team manager of the Australian Under-17s men's team, the Crocs. Um, how did that come about? Um, I actually applied. Uh, there was a... Basketball Australia um, advertised for that position, mm-hmm. so I applied and uh, luckily was successful. So that was leading up to um, the Asia Championships, which mm. uh, were in China. So we, we um, and at the time, FIBA had sort of changed the format to qualify uh, for the World Cup. So part of mm. it, part of it was to qualify through Asia. So we went over there. <laughs> to Fashan and um, uh, we we did really well. We um, I think we won the gold medal game against China by about thirty one. Um, wow! So the top four in that championships all qualified for the World Cup. So it was yeah. us, China, um, and then New Zealand beats uh, the Philippines to, mm. to, to for the bronze medal. Um, so all all four of us then. Uh, qualified for the World Cup, which was in uh, 20, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was over in 
Santa Fe in Argentina. So, yeah. um, and, and that was that was an unbelievable experience. I mean, the, the, for, especially for the kids, like, you know, we'd play a game and then we came out a side door where all the buses were to transport yeah. us back to the accommodation. And, and we come out this door and there would have been 500 young locals or yeah. cordoned off and all they wanted to do was get an autograph or a selfie with, with the players. So yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was the, the, the first time that it happened, our athletes just didn't realise what, what had hit them. So, yeah, but we, yeah, we, we did pretty well. We, um, we ended up coming sixth uh, at, at the World Cup, which was a pretty credible mm. performance. Um, and who do we have? We had um, Luke Jackson was in that team. So he, mm. he cross-coded and, He's now got a yeah. uh, AFL Premiership medal around his neck. Yeah. And uh, we also had Jay Rantel um, mm-hmm. in that team who, unfortunately, I think just just um, just got cut by Collingwood. But, um, yeah, that, that was a really good really good time um, at, at uh, Argentina and then um, and then came back and Basketball Australia asked me to, would I, was I happy to move up to the under-19s? Mm-hmm. Uh, the emu so i was more than happy um <laughs> and uh we went to um went to new caledonia for the mm-hmm. uh, oceana championships um and that that was a really good experience um we beat um new zealand in the gold medal game there but mm-hmm. you know we, we played against um teams like guam and uh, papua new guinea and um uh, Samoa and Tahiti, yeah. so it was it was really really good experience. But uh, yeah, winning the gold medal meant that we qualified again for the um, <laughs> twenty. I'm losing track of twenty twenty um, yeah uh, World Cup. So that was uh, actually sorry twenty twenty one. It was this year. Yeah. Um, so we went over to uh, Latvia in June for the <laughs> under nineteen World Cup, and that was. Um, that was a good experience too. We finished 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some great athletes in there, a lot of few uh, NBL players. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Wiley Bales, who's suiting up for yeah. Sydney Kings, and uh, uh, Jalen Galloway again, Sydney Kings, and mm-hmm. Older Gack, I think, suffered Illawarra. Yeah. Um, and we also had Dyson Daniels, who... Yes. <laughs> He's at, uh, in the G League now. So, yeah. you know, and I think he's maybe predicted uh, to go pick 15 or 16. Yeah, I think his first round, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they're obviously some very talented um, mm. athletes on our team. But it was, in a lot of ways, it was pretty tough because of um, Latvia was actually um, in a reasonable position as far as COVID goes, mm. but... Um, we we were we did have to stay in a, a hotel bubble, so yeah, you know it was tough on the athletes because we weren't allowed outside the building and mm-hmm. um, you know pretty much stuck to our rooms. But look, mm-hmm. uh, any time you can represent Australia, it's um, is great. So mm. um, yeah, that, that another great experience, and uh, I, I loved it as well. What's Dyson Daniels like um, as a player and as a person? Yeah, well, he's um, he's a ripper, ripper, yeah. seriously athletic player. Um, the thing I noticed at in Latvia was uh, his his shooting ability, his his uh, his three ball um, 
is, mm. is really, really sweet. Um, he actually hits it from uh, way downtown. So he, his <laughs> is really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's a lot similar, you know, he's similar to Josh Gidea mm-hmm. as his, his passing ability. Uh, mm. And he's got a very, very good IQ on the court. So yeah. he, he was, yeah, he was very good in Lapierna. And uh, I'm sure he'll have a really, really successful career too. Um, now, you've also been a security guard up for the Hawthorne Hawks. I believe it was through their premiership years too. Um, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, that look, that, that's good fun. I, and it's something I um, I still do. Um, mm. So I think I started in 2011. Um, so at the time, um, Hawthorne wanted to increase their player welfare. Um, mm. And as a, as a result, uh, there's a few of us four of us came on board just to, mm-hmm. to help the club out. So, um, yeah, so I, I was certainly there for the, mm-hmm. the three-peat. Um, uh-huh. And it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. The Hawthorne players, have, um, they, they understood what we were there for. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, it was incredible to, to um, you know, to see them win those three cups and then, each occasion, um, because Hawthorne is sponsored by Tasmania, so we mm. take the Premiership Cup down to Launceston and Hobart, and uh, yeah, yeah ripper rip guy, and uh, I, I enjoy doing the work there, and um, I'll be um, I'll be back there again next year helping them out. Um, with that experience at the Hawks and at a various range of other sporting clubs, what experience or knowledge do you now have? Um, in sport teams and organisations now um, that you wouldn't have previously had? Oh, look, I think, um, yeah, the sport has certainly, particularly basketball, has really helped me, um, you know, as I said, I'm a hoops junkie. I've done everything. I've I've been, Mm -hmm. I've uh, coordinated hoop time. I've coordinated big college championships. I've even answered the phones at, Basketball Victoria office. Mm. Um, so I, you know, basketball itself has really thrown yeah. where, where I can work, you know, around. So it's been really good. Um, excuse me. The the work wise, so obviously it stemmed from the police force. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, in in dealing with people of, of um, on the streets and all that, but you know, and the same with the investigation work, dealing with corporate companies, you have to you mm-hmm. have to be a people person. So, um, and that's rubbed off with the the Vic Metro stuff and the Australian stuff. I, mm-hmm. I just enjoy conversing with people mm-hmm. um, and helping them out as, as best as I can. Um, so you mentioned before um, we went on air for the podcast. You're sort of best mates and in a close um, group with Chris Anstey. What's it like to know Chris and then see um, his daughter Izzy Anstey, you know, go off to UCLA? Yeah, look, he, he's a ripper, Chris. Uh, you know, I first met uh, 2016. He was assistant coach for Vic Metro, mm-hmm. and uh, we went over to Adelaide for the championship. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got, I got to know him really well. The, the interesting thing was, I think it was one of the first tryout sessions. Um, we were just talking away and. Chris just said, happened to say, oh, where do you live? And I said, uh, <laughs> Parkdale. And he said, well, I live in Parkdale too. So um, <laughs> well, it was just something we didn't realise. And mm-hmm. um, as a result, living so close, we, we've, we've caught up a fair bit. Um, so we've now got a little little group um, 
and then it includes um, you know some other basketball entities like uh, Mark Worthington. Jules yeah, Lee, were Luke Luke Kendall, mm-hmm. who's at um, Southeast Melbourne. Yep, um, and obviously Cam Rigby's in there, and uh, mm-hmm. some state state basketballers. Uh, uh, Jamie Stave and Dave Pearce. And so there's a few of us that we, we get together and um, talk about hoops, and which, which is a lot of fun. Um, Chris and I actually just working on some US tours, which um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're uh, heading over to the States next year, which is late yeah. next year, which is going to yeah. be really, really exciting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's, a, he's a good dude, Chris, and uh, we, get, we get on really well. Um, so how's COVID um, affected you in terms of work? I mean, it's affected everyone um, in the world differently. Yeah, yeah look at it. Um, yeah, it's, it has been tough. I've, I've managed to still do some work um, both in the investigation field, probably not so much mm. um, what I usually do, but I've, I've been able to do some auditing and, and some other, other uh, skills like that. Um, the football dropped off a little bit because of the... the, the uh, the soft salary cap, so they had to reduce mm-hmm. the numbers of uh, staff. All clubs had mm-hmm. to drop some staff. But, um, yeah, look, I've managed some work and, um, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't found, found it, you know, too hard. It, look, it's been tough, no doubt, for mm-hmm. um, a lot of people and the amount of people that lost jobs. And yeah. you know, I, I always worried about mental health, which was something mm-hmm. that I, you know, I don't think... Um, was ever really discussed at um, you know political level, but um, yeah. yeah, look, it has been tough, and I'm, I'm glad we're uh, you know obviously numbers are still up, but we're we're, mm-hmm. we're on the downhill path, so hopefully it'll get better soon. One last question before we go, um, you know, covering a broad range of sports and security, what would be uh, your best advice to anyone uh, who wants to be a successful sports team manager um, or security guard or cop like yourself? Oh, I just. You just have to be flexible, I guess. Um, <clears throat> with the, you know, with the Hawthorne stuff, um, there's obviously, you know, it can be challenging. With you've got some people that just all they want to do is touch a football player or whatever, yeah. and, you know. Um, so sometimes you've got to got to be tough on on you know some of these people. But mm-hmm. yeah, look, it's just as far as basketball goes and and kids. I'd. Um, what I'd like now in the high performance stuff is the fact that you've got athletes there that um, want to be there so that yeah. they know that it's, um, you know, if they they do the right thing, they work hard, um, mm-hmm. that, that, that opens up the doors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, look, as I said, I'm a people person. I, I mm-hmm. love conversing with people. doesn't matter who they are or where they're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, always, I always try to, you know, have a decent chat with someone and, um and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I guess. Uh, thanks, Mark, for coming on the podcast today and putting aside, you know, forty minutes or so of your time uh, to come and have a chat. It's been an honour and a pleasure. Nah, uh, thanks very much, Max. Really appreciate the um, the chance to have a chat. And uh, uh, as I said, I'm, uh, it's to be on the podcast now with the likes of Gays and Eddie McGuire. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty surreal. But anyway, now I've enjoyed having a chat, and you know, hopefully, I've been able to. Um, just fill in a little bit about my uh, over 40 years now in basketball. Mm. And, um, it's, it's been a, a great ride. No worries. And I'm actually, I'm actually, um, I'm in the middle. That's what COVID's done. I, I'm in the yeah. middle of writing my memoirs. So I've, I've, I've written mm-hmm. about 65,000 words. So wow. 
when, when I get to publish the book, I'll, I'll make sure I send you a copy. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Max. Bye-bye. All right. Stay tuned, everyone, for more Sporting Max. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sporting Max. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. And be sure to follow our socials. This episode is brought to you by The Missing Link. This is The Voice of Melbourne, and we'll see you back here real soon for another episode of Sporting Max.